The final nail in the radio coffin, I believe, has been nailed. Radio is officially irrelevant. That and more coming up on today's episode. I'm Steve Freeman. This is the Steve Freeman Podcast brought to you by Performance Inspired Nutrition. You're listening to the Steve Freeman Podcast, the real raw truth about the pursuit of success in music, business, and life. Here's your host, hit songwriter, multi-platinum selling producer, and serial entrepreneur, Steve Freeman. I'm going to ask the question, but I already know the answer. Do you want to live a more healthy and active lifestyle? Let's get with it. It is 2021. We all need to do better. We need to take our health more seriously. My friends at Performance Inspired Nutrition can help you do just that. Exactly what I said. Live a more healthy and active lifestyle. If that's you and you need that push and you need the products that help you actually accomplish it, go to pi-nutrition.com. Like me, daily multivitamins. The diet and energy uh, ripped whey protein. It, It gives me strength all day. It keeps me feeling full so that I'm not reaching in the cupboard. Healthy and active lifestyle. All natural plant-based products can help kick you in the rear and get you going in the direction you need to go. Check out my friends at Performance Inspired Nutrition, pi-nutrition.com. Don't forget, enter code STEVE at checkout and get 10% off your order at pi-nutrition.com. Welcome everybody back to another episode of the Steve Freeman Podcast. It is so good to have you here while you're here. Don't forget, rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. Take 30 seconds, leave us a written review on Apple Podcast. Also, don't forget to share each episode as you listen to it, whether if you're on your phone especially. Share it out on social media. If you tag me in it, I'll repost it as well. But in order to do that, you got to make sure you're following me on social media at the Steve Freeman. I also highly recommend you join us on the private Steve Freeman Podcast Facebook group. All you have to do is search the Steve Freeman Podcast in groups and send a request to join, and either myself or one of the other moderators will approve you. And you'll be right there. You can join the discussion. If you want more exclusive content, including additional weekly podcast episodes, access to full video versions of of the podcast, additional video content, access to courses like my Artist Development Masterclass and more, then you need to become a member of the Outsiders VIP Club. You can do that at thestevefreeman.com. You'll also get access to email support, texting options. It's all right there for you. Go to thestevefreeman.com and click at the top of the page where it says become a VIP, and you'll get access to all of the exclusive content. Go now, do it now. Well, don't do it now. Do it after the episode. Go to thestevefreeman.com. All right. I have been saying for a very long time, like even before it was popular to say, that radio is irrelevant. So this is going to be an episode for all of you, you music industry junkies out there. And I wanted to talk about this because I find it so interesting. Not only that, I love being right. And, you know, sometimes it's hard being right a lot of the time because you don't actually get to prove it. You just know it because you're involved and engaged in something on a day-to-day basis. And you see the trends. You you see what's going on. But today is one of those rare occasions where you actually get to prove that, that you're right. 
And I want to talk about this, about radio. I Look, I was in radio a, a long time ago, 20-something years ago, and we could even see it then. We could see the steep decline when, when radio broadcasting companies like Clear Channel started becoming more and more like satellite radio. It became delocalized. And I remember being a program director back then, and I remember the call where we, we were told we were going to collective contesting. So we were to take our, whatever our promotional budget was for our station and our market, we would now have to take that, that promotional money and put it in a greater pool. And they would do bigger trips and bigger, more expensive cars and, and promotions and giveaways. But the caveat to that was that it was no longer local. There was no guarantee anymore that somebody in our local area was going to win the prize. But what they did was they made it fake. So when somebody would win, that's when, when everything went to an 800 number or an 888 number, be caller number nine and win the prize. And we're, at, we're, we're talking about it on our radio station. Meanwhile, the winner is 1,700 miles away in another part of the country, but they would make that winner do liners. There's like, hey, this is, you know, this is Charlie in, and they would make them say your market. And I just won a thousand dollars from whatever radio station. And it was all fake. It was, it was, it was tailored to make it sound like the, the winners were coming from your area, but they weren't. They were somewhere else around the country. That was, to me, that was the first nail in the coffin. Because radio was only good and is only good when it's local. The next step came when they started doing away with local on-air personalities. First, it was the morning shows. And you were told to get rid of your morning man who was local, lived in the community, knew people, had friends, had relationships, had spent years building relationships with people in the community. You know, the radio station became a trusted source of information and entertainment, and it was all local. Well, we had to get rid of that guy because now we were going to carry, you know, whoever it was, Big D and Bubba or, or Bobby Bones, which Bobby Bones was still a little baby when all this was going on. Um, so it, step by step, they were making it as less local as humanly possible. And when you do that, the community loses touch because they don't know Big D and Bubba personally. They're not ever going to run into Big D and Bubba at the, the grocery store or at the gas station or at a local event. So it completely removes that local personal community feel from the radio station. So we remove all of the contesting. We remove all of the local promotion. Then we start taking away on-air personalities. And then we, we go to this thing called tracking, voice tracking, to where we still have personalities, but this person may be in an, another state somewhere else and just providing voiceover takes for us to put in between songs and things like that. Again, trying to make you and fool you into thinking that it's local, but it's not local. Then the fourth step in that process was the programming, the actual programming. Radio stations became uh, programmed from a centralized program director in another place. And, and, and corporate radio stations like Clear Channel went to playlisting where all of their country radio stations were playing one playlist. All of their pop radio stations were playing a certain playlist. There was no variety. All of the power, all of the creativity was taken away from the local program directors. And we weren't allowed to play what we wanted to play anymore. 
we weren't allowed to play. And that's when the corporate mandate came down that we were not allowed to play independent artists anymore. Ever. By under any circumstances, we could only play the music that was set by this consultant. And we, we had to play this certain playlist. And that's it. So when, when I see all of these radio broadcasting companies, which it comes down to pretty much all of them these days, are bankrupt or are in bankruptcy or are about to enter bankruptcy. I don't feel sorry for them. I mean, they have literally shot themselves in the foot from day one. This is their fault. Anytime you take something that was so local and so had, had such a sense of community about it and you get rid of it completely, this is exactly what's going to happen. So I don't feel sorry uh, for iHeartRadio, Clear Channel, Cumulus, CBS. I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I love seeing all of them go bankrupt because they did this to themselves. And they basically made all of their radio stations Exactly like satellite radio. You can turn into a Cumulus or iHeart radio station, which was Clear Channel. I will always call them the Death Star. You can tune into a local Clear Channel radio station here in Nashville, like WSIX. And by the time you lose that, that signal for WSIX, all you have to do is find another Clear Channel station. They're playing the exact same thing. So it's almost satellite radio. From, from one end of the country to the other, with no localization, same personalities, same promotions. They took the fun out of radio. So that, that is a, a long way around about talking about what I wanted to talk about today, and that is the last coffin in the relevance of radio. I want to talk about Morgan Wallen. We've been talking a lot about Morgan Wallen lately, but as it relates to our topic today, I want you, to, want you to realize something. Morgan Wallen's catalog has garnered a little over $8 million in revenue from U.S. sales and streams in 2021. Now, here we are. We're not even through the second month of uh, the new year. And his catalog has already made over $8 million. Here's what I find interesting. He has made a little over, his catalog has made a little over $2 million of that $8 million within nine days after the February 2nd emergence of the video of Morgan Wallen using the N-word. Now, on February 3rd, all radio stations, pretty much all radio stations in the country, stopped playing his music altogether. Now, 20 years ago, maybe not even that long, maybe 10 years ago, 15 years ago, but certainly 20 years ago, and the Dixie Chicks are a perfect uh, example here. If country radio stopped playing your music, your sales would go down immediately. Because that's, where, that's what kept these artists and these songs at the, at the top of their mind, at the, you know, at the front, of their, at the front of their mind. So they would hear it on the radio and go, oh, yeah, I need to go buy that. Now, also 20 years ago, it wasn't as simple as hearing something on the radio. Streaming wasn't around, so it, it was purely the radio. But as we sit here in 2021, Morgan Wallen has made, his catalog has made, so when I told, let me start right there. When we were talking about this before, and I told you, don't worry about the record label, the record label is going to be fine. This is exactly what I'm talking about. There is profit in streaming. Just not for the songwriters, not for the creators. The record labels are doing fine. 
He's made $2 million since the N-word controversy. Record label's doing fine. $8 million in the first two months of the year. All's good. What I find interesting here is that all of these people that have dropped or suspended Morgan Wallen, especially radio, stop playing his music altogether and his sales soar. By the way, his record is spending a sixth week at number one. Six weeks. Almost a full three weeks, going on four weeks now, of being involved in what could and once would be called a career killer. This is how relevant radio is. So when I look out over social media, whether it's Facebook or Instagram, and I see a lot of you artists out there still chasing this dream of being on the radio, I have to ask you again why. It doesn't matter. It's completely irrelevant. Now, I will also say, you know, he that giveth taketh away, but I can't even say that I credit radio for giving Morgan Wallen what he has. This, we live in a social media society. Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, I guess, to a certain extent, for those of you that I fucking hate Twitter. But all of the social media combined is a thousand times more powerful than radio. And I think and I hope that maybe this is something you guys will look at and go, you know what, I'm tired of chasing it. Which if you look in this in a broader and larger scope, most of you want to be on the radio, but you're searching and and going really hard after this record label deal so that you think the record label will get you on the radio. Well, if the end prize, if needing to be on a label to get on the radio, if that's the goal, but now you can look at the numbers and say radio doesn't matter, why do you need the record label? Yes, they have some influence to get your music on certain playlists when it comes to streaming and all of that. It absolutely does, but nothing the record label can do for you, there's nothing they can do for you that will overcome hard work that will overcome dedication, that will overcome perseverance, especially if you are creating and making and distributing and putting out great music. Now, I still think that is a caveat. I think now that you, what you've got instead of tastemakers at radio and tastemakers uh, at, at Rolling Stone and these other people that write articles about music and, and put it out for distribution, you have all of that with your phone, regardless of them being tastemakers. The tastemakers are now real, average, ordinary people, which is what absolutely scares the music industry to death. Because the, the, the business and the industry has been propped up for so long on the basis that normal people are stupid and they will do whatever we tell them to do. They are just purely and merely sheep in the process. Well, the sheep have taken over. And it's not hard to look out there at your competition, look and see what they're doing, look and see what and how people are responding to certain artists and certain type of music, matching that up with the distribution platforms, being making sure that your music is available everywhere. I've got videos on my YouTube channel all about music distribution. And listen here, 
how I want to settle an argument. Anybody, any distributor out there, I have my favorites, but any music distributor out there that can get your music available on all the platforms that reports honestly and accurately and actually pays you for the money for your streams and for your sales, that's a good digital distributor. I have all these people email me all the time. What about this distributor? What about this distributor? I don't know. Do they make your music available everywhere? Is it, is it uploaded and made available on a timely basis when you want it out? Is it on all the platforms? And when you do sell something, do they give you the money for it? If, if, if you are able to check yes in all those boxes, then you're fine. Stop worrying about jumping from this distributor to this distributor. Stop doing all that. Pick one, pick a lane, and go with it. Stick with it. I think that opens a lot of you up to a completely different set of, of, of scenarios. Because most artists, like myself, have absolutely zero patience. None. When something doesn't work right away, you move over here to something else. Oh, if CD Baby, does, if I'm not doing well on CD Baby, then I'll, I'll take everything off and I'll move over to Ditto or I'll move over to United Masters or then I'll go over to 1RPM or I'll go. It, it's, you guys, most, are, I understand it. I get it because I don't have any patience either. And it's still a lesson that I'm trying to learn. But you guys... If you want to have success in this business, you have got to have a consolidated, concerted effort. Stop jumping all over the place. Stop trying this and then trying that. And then maybe, well, I'll do this. You're not going to ever get there that way. Stick with something. Commit to something. How many times in this podcast have we talk about identifying yourself and figuring out who you are? Many of you want to jump in the water before you know if you can swim or not. And then you get upset and blame everybody else when you drowned. Have some consistency. But in the overarching point of what I want to talk about today is just that. Is, is what you're chasing Let's say you catch it, is it even worth it? So many of us get focused on the dream. We get focused on the goal that just like, the, the, just like stocks, they, it goes up and down all the time. Is it even worth buying? Is it even worth acquiring? Is your goal worth accomplishing? And I think what happens a lot of times, you, you chase this thing for so long and you convince yourself that it's going to be this way when you achieve it. And then it's not, then you have nothing. When you could have accomplished so much in the journey, in the process, if you had just been willing to take the eyes off of that prize for just a second. Because I, I got to tell you, you know, yes, there are some advantages of Morgan Wallen having a major label record deal. And I'm going to get, yes, I know he's on Big Loud and they're not technically a major label, but they have a partnership with Universal Music. So they are a major label. Same thing with Big Machine. Same thing with all of these quote unquote independent record labels. They're all distributed by and have marketing and distribution partners, partnerships with major labels. So they're all major labels. There is not one single, and, and, and I'm talking, let me, I have to preface this because I'm always going to get the emails. When it comes to mainstream music, 
there are not any successful independent labels. None. Zero. Now, you can get into some outlying categories like, you know, folk music and Americana. There are some successful, I guess what you could, would, could call successful independent record labels. But even from a financial standpoint, they're still not successful. The closest you might come sometimes to there being a successful independent label is in the rap and hip-hop game. But even most of those are just imprints of a major label. And if they're not right now, they will be in the future. Because how many times have we talked about people jumping on an already moving train? That is the music business model today. So they're, they're, I, I, I want you guys to really seriously think about this. Morgan Wallen has made $2 million. Dear, well, just in nine days following. I mean, the, the new numbers are not even out yet. But he made over $2 million, his record label, made over $2 million in sales and streams in the nine days following the controversy when it was the biggest deal. And radio had not played, beginning February 3rd, had not played a single one of his songs on the radio. That should tell you where the power lies. And for once in a, and I don't remember how long, it maybe never, the power is with the people. So if, if you're not seeing your share of that power, then you have to ask yourself, are you pleasing the people? Are you putting products out there that people actually want, that people actually care about? Or are you doing what you want to do, creating the music that you want to create and then forcing it on everybody else and wondering why they don't like it? Are, are you putting yourself in a position of being the broccoli on the plate at dinner time? The thing that you just can't get the kids to eat and you have to, you have to beg them and you have to plead with them and you have to bargain with them and bribe them to get them to eat the broccoli. Have you allowed your music to become the broccoli? I think it's a serious question. I think it's one worth asking. And these, these walls that are pretty much already gone Distribution was a big wall. Radio was a big wall. Those were the two major things that major record labels had. Now that those are gone, I don't know what else stands. There's never been a better time to be able to be a creative and get your product directly to the consumer. There's nothing keeping you from doing it. And I, for one, am glad to see because I think now it's not going to depend on who your distributor is. It's not going to depend on how much money is in the bank account of your record label or your publicist or your manager or anything else. It's, it, this is about a relationship directly between you and the potential consumer, you and the fan or the potential fan. So now more than ever, it matters what you're doing. It matters about your songs. It matters about the production. It matters about the style. And it's so easy to look around right now and go, okay, this is what people are responding to. Then make music like that. And then there's, there's well, Steve, that, I, mean, I don't know if that makes me an artist. Look, you can be a broke-ass artist 
And I'm not, look, I'm not, I'm not saying sell out, but you know what? Actually, maybe I am. Maybe I am saying it's time to start thinking about selling out. If you're out here on this outlier thing and you're doing obscure thing that you can't, you, you can't find a fan base for, maybe you need to switch your style. Maybe you, you need to do some research, stop for a second, look around and go, wait a minute. Nobody's buying what I'm doing. Nobody's streaming what I'm doing. But everybody's buying and streaming what these people over here are doing. Maybe you should do something that sounds more like that. Stop trying to force people to come to you. Again, stop being the broccoli on the plate. Be the steak. Be the mashed potatoes. Stop being the broccoli. And stop, more than anything, focusing on things that don't matter anymore. How many of you get up every day and think about, oh, I need need a record label. I need a manager. I need a publicist. I need a social media manager. I need money for ads. I need a booking agent. How much of your 100% do you spend chasing those things? When it's like I've said before, if you have the people, if you have the numbers, those things will come to you. You, won't, you will not have to go chase them at all. And it's happening every day. Take Priscilla Block, for example. Everybody in Nashville has known about Priscilla Block for three years. They know she's here. They, all the publishing companies know that she's here. All of the record labels know that she's here. But nobody wanted her. They only wanted her when she went out and did the thing on her own. She built up a following on TikTok. She started releasing music. More and more people started finding it and listening to it because she was building a fan base on her own. Then when she had the numbers, everybody wanted her. So she goes and signs with Universal. That's how the game's played these days, guys. And as I've said from day one, you have to play the game by the rules. And the rules of this business change on a daily, weekly at most monthly basis. So you've got to put more energy into knowing what the rules actually are than chasing this end destination that you have preset in your mind that that to you means achievement and means success. Success in the music industry is a moving target and many of you are incapable of movement. You're incapable of being fluid. You set your eyes and you say, nope, that's the target out there and it doesn't matter. That's what I'm going for. And you've been doing it year after year after year. And you end up doing what we've talked about before, and that is getting stuck on the music business treadmill. You're doing a lot, but you're not getting a lot done. I I know artists right now I can point to. I will not name any names because I I don't want this to, to seem respectful, disrespectful or hurtful. But I know for the last five or six years, I can name four or five artists that are probably more talented than most of the major label artists that you can name. Better singers, better production, better people, better stories to tell. But they keep doing the same thing year after year, expecting a different result. And they just go nowhere. They are exactly where they were five years ago today. 
And most of that is because they keep trying to chase a target that moved and has moved many times since they, they got their eyes on it. And now the bad thing is their old news. How long, how long can you do the same thing and expect people just to gravitate towards it? With the attention span that people have today, I'm going to tell you, not very long. Not very long at all. Be fluid. Understand the rules of the game that you're playing. Not the rules as they were yesterday, but the rules as they are today. And I understand that's frustrating. A lot of you out there, then I don't know what to do. And I, and I get that. I understand that fully. It's a, it's, a, it's a daily thing. Best case scenario, it's a weekly thing. And I had an episode, I don't know, maybe three or four months ago where we talked about that. Stop setting year-long goals, two-year goals. Set a goal for the end of this week and make it something you can actually accomplish. It's out there for the taking. And that's why I find this Morgan Wallen story so fascinating and so interesting. Because you can be cut off completely from the mainstream media. Radio can stop playing your stuff. You can be forced to go on an apology tour. And at the end of the day, it doesn't really matter. Why? Because real people are calling the shots. Real people are making the decisions. And there's never been a better time for you to get your music out there. Or to get you as an artist out there. Because none of the other stuff, Morgan Wallen is the perfect example. None of the other stuff matters. None of it. Learn from this. Take cues away from it. Implement it into your strategy and what it is that you're doing. Realize that you don't need all of these middlemen between you and your fan. You and the potential customer. You and the listener. You don't need them. Remove them. Listen to your fans. Listen to what other people are doing. If you, if you set out and you wanted to go to a party, you'd want to go to the best party in town, right? You'd want to go to the one with the best DJs, the best live bands, where, where you know you're going to walk through that door and there's three or 400 other people having the best time of their life. That's the party you want to go to. Then why in the world do so many of you keep going to these parties where nobody's at? If you know where the biggest party is, go to that one. Stop partying by yourself. The indicators are there. The path has never been more clear. It's up to you. Remove all of the middlemen. Realize that the target is going to be, it's going to be moving from now on. There's no one way. There's no two ways. There's no three ways. No four ways. All you have to do is realize that you have just as much access to the end user as everybody else. Now, what are you going to do about it? What do you do with that much potential? And that's what's going to make the difference. Guys, thank you for joining me for another episode of the Steve Freeman Podcast. I hope you go out and have an amazing week. 
think about this seriously, figure out how you can make it work for you. Also, a part of having all the energy and the time that you need to do this is living a more healthy and active lifestyle. Don't forget to check out my friends at pi-nutrition.com for all natural plant-based products to help you live and get have that energy and live that more active and healthy lifestyle. Enter code Steve at checkout, get 10% off. Guys, until the next episode, dream big, work harder.